If you are insulted by an offer, remember that all offers are precious. All offers are precious. All offers are potential business for you to do. And then it's a conversation about the terms of the offer. How much more successful would you be if you had lunch once a week with insanely successful entrepreneurs who share their biggest secrets on how they think and achieve success? Grab your seat at the table, because this is Business Lunch with Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice. Welcome to another episode of Business Lunch. And today's a snackable episode with Roland where he's going to get into some more tactical strategies that you can start using to live a rich and happy life. If this is the first snackable episode you're hearing, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes that Roland has put out. And if you want to get notified every time we release a new episode, go to the new businesslunchpodcast.com website and we'll send you detailed notes along with every episode. That's businesslunchpodcast.com, www.businesslunchpodcast.com. And you can sign up for the free email newsletter where you'll be able to get all the highlights and resources from the episodes. Hey everybody, Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice here with another episode of the Business Lunch Podcast. We are so excited to have you here today because we are going to talk about some stuff that doesn't always go the way that maybe you hoped it would when you're doing deals. So uh, Ryan, you want to you wanna open up for us and then we'll kind of dive in? Well, I just, I guess I first wanted to see, you normally open up the show asking how I'm doing. I want to find out how you're doing um, because I know you had a a business negotiation that didn't go like we would have hoped, like you would have hoped. And uh, I understand that the person on the other side got a little cranky with you. Um, maybe some, uh, some, some names were thrown around, uh, slurs, if you will. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I would, uh, I just want to make sure, are you okay? That's, that's my only question. I mean, you know, um, are you okay? Once bitten, twice shy, I think uh, is what they say. Yeah. So, you know, now that I've been bitten this, this time, um, uh, I'm going to definitely be no different at all. So you're going to be um, shy not once but twice. No, not even not even once. The yeah, yeah um, we so had break it down. What happened? What happened? <laughs> we had a negotiation for the potential acquisition of a company. It came in through a referral from um, someone that we had done a deal with, who was very very happy with the deal, and um, it was it was interesting because I haven't ever had something go so poorly and uh, and almost immediately in the conversation. And so I'll kind of break down the background for you guys and then we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about um, a deal that we received a similar kind of proposal on in terms of um, like we looked at it and we're like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. And how we how we dealt with it. And then you guys can see which which way you think might be the most helpful for you. So way one, um, we had an acquisition that we did of a business services company about, I want to say it was about eight months ago. And um, the company that that acquired it, the, we, we had a negotiation about it. And um, originally, my um, my business partner had agreed to pay him a couple million dollars for half of the company. My task when I was sent in was to renegotiate that to zero. Um, somehow, I have no idea. I was able to do that. So we went from having committed to do a deal at $2 million to doing a deal for zero to acquire half of this company. And um, now, it was a really good deal for the 
person that we were buying from because we were going to basically send them more business than they could ever possibly handle. And, um, and we had it because we already had more than we could deal with and we're, we're holding back the floodgates for, for additional business. So over that eight month period, um, we increased his business in sales by two and a half times and his profit by 5.3 times. So he's very, very happy with the deal. So you can imagine, and, and we did a baseline deal. So basically it was, hey, we don't want to take anything away from you that you've already got. So you continue to take out what you've got. We'll look at trailing 12 months. That's a baseline. So we're going to take half the equity with a deal that um, that we only... Uh, that that basically uh, the first X dollars that you were getting paid before continue to go to you. So uh, we participate effectively in the growth of the company. And um, is that you, just kind of, I, I know this isn't necessarily relevant to the story, but it's a good lesson on baseline deals. Do you have it at some point retro all the way back to where you get a, you get below the baseline? We, you know, after we do sometimes, uh, sometimes we yeah. do. I don't think in that one it is. I'm not, I actually not. Not sure whether we. So on that one, there's just a, a baseline that stays there. Everything over and above that is going to be split 50 50. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I think it's important to point out with this particular deal, originally, this person thought that they were going to get millions of dollars for half the business. Yep. You came along and said, We're not going to give you millions of dollars for half the business. And I know that there are lots of good reasons why yep. that didn't make sense for the other company that aren't necessarily relevant here. That could be something that would be really disappointing him and, and perhaps was at the time. Uh, obviously, though, it worked out. And the deal that was ultimately structured was one that had no real downside to him. If the growth wasn't there, then you wouldn't get paid. The deal would get unwound. That's the nice thing about a baseline deal. Yep. But here it is eight months later, yep. and it has been incredibly successful. Didn't get the millions of dollars for the buy-in, but continued to make what they were making and now have this phenomenal upside with great business partners that are continuing to grow it. Right. Yeah. So, So thinking about that, it's like, like with the pro just the profit increase alone is pretty significant, but now being part of a company that will sell for seven times more than that company would have sold for because now he's part of a bigger group it's it really is a a giant benefit right so even if you you take half of that seven times away, it's still three and a half times higher than before if you take half of the five point three times in profits away, it's still 2.65 times higher. Like it's, it's a big win all the way. And he's got like a big smile on his face. So he goes out and, um, and, and he's a great partner. So he goes out and uh, is talking to somebody else that has a business that's complementary to his, that provides services that he does not want to provide does not currently provide. And also that would be able to refer business to him has a conversation with uh with the person and uh then another conversation with the person and then has a call like a zoom call with uh with me and my business partners and uh so it's basically me my business partner uh the guy we did the first deal with and a new guy who um who we're thinking maybe we'll do a similar thing with so we talked to him it turns out he's going to lose all of his leads because he's part of a group that is making a change that he doesn't want to be part of. And um, so he's going to basically lose all of his lead flow. He's doing about the same numbers as the accounting firm was doing when we first uh, acquired part of that. 
And um, we have the conversation about, you know, maybe doing something and it's a good conversation. That's it. Just like, you know, we can work together. So then the uh, gentleman that has the business that we acquired has another call with them and explains, this is how I did my deal. It's great. I'm so super happy, et cetera. Um, would love to talk to you about doing that. The guy says, okay. And then he's, then a call gets set up. So we have our second Zoom now to talk about what does it look like to, to do a deal like he had done. And, um, and they, as, as a lot of people do, they hand it over to me to kind of start the, the conversation. And I start and I say, you know, so, no, you know, and normally, by the way, I would not do a deal. I would not have that call with more than me and the other person on the line because it can, there can be ego issues and peacocking and puffing and, you know, ganging up and all kinds of other. Yeah, I feel like you're getting ganged up on. Like, yeah. is this, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I wouldn't normally do that, but I did here because of two things. One is that we, had already had conversations and and the business partner of ours in particular had already had conversations about it and laid out the the deal points. And two, I had the business partner who did literally the exact same deal who is happy as can be, right? So that to me is, you know, it's it's a pretty strong argument for uh for having that call. So we get on we get on the call, it gets handed over to me and I said, okay, so here's the deal. This is what we did as you know. This is what we did. Um uh, with this firm, and uh, we, you know, we have the ability to send you a ton of business. I understand, you know, you're going to lose uh, your lead flow with the other source. You'll have more leads than you could ever deal with here. Uh, we have, uh, you know, we we have an overwhelming amount of people that could take advantage of of what you do and uh, what we. And so, basically, the deal like we did with the other gentleman is a baseline deal. We don't want to take anything away from you that you've already got. Fifty fifty ownership in the company going forward so that basically we get to participate in part of the upside that we're creating. And just right off the bat, instant demeanor change, you know, like, like a, a frowny shocked mad face. And, um, and then just uh, went into an, an unrecoverable for him, I guess, um, reaction. So it was, it was, well, I don't understand why I would do that. I mean, that, that, that'd be stupid for me. So you're asking, you want me to give me half of my business? I mean, why would I do that? You know, well, because if you look at the numbers, this, this, you know, basically this person did it and is already way, way ahead. And we're only just scratching the surface. We're looking to grow that business. We would be looking to grow your business too. It would benefit from the feeds from both of these places, plus the other companies. The valuation of this combined company is dramatically higher than the valuation of your business. And he just couldn't get past it and um, and was, you know, in my opinion, just kind of nasty about it. And, and you know, it was like, you want me to be a subsidiary of a subsidiary and, and uh, you know, no one can do what I can do. And I'm like, you know, well, but I know that there's like a hundred other people in the referral network you're in that do what you do. And what you do isn't like, even if it was rocket science, I could go and find rocket scientists. I yeah, literally find people to do anything. So. Yeah. You know, and and before he had told me there was some off the shelf software that did the bulk of what he does anyway. And so I'm like, and there's this off the shelf software. I mean, OK, cool. You know, but um, but let's just say that there isn't anybody else that can do what you can do. Um, still, it makes sense because math. Right. I mean, we we bring all this in and I'll give it credit to uh, to both the other guys on the call, because to me, I immediately like he just had such a nasty attitude that I. 
you know, I instantly was like, I just don't want to do business with a guy like this. This guy's gonna be trouble. This guy's gonna sue you. You know, this is like, this is, if this is our day, our first date and we're having conversations and you're mad because we offered you the ability to grow your business, that seems weird to me. And, uh, and it means that, that you're not terribly logical and you can't control your emotions. And it's also kind of unprofessional. So, um, so anyway, he just went on and on and on. And, uh, the, my other two, uh, business partners took different tacks friendly wise to have the conversation, but he just, you know, he was just like, you know, I'm, I'm growing and I'm going to be an eight figure business next year. And, uh, and why would I ever do that? You know, and of course, you know, but you don't have any, like your leads are going to go away. And let's say that you were going to be, what if you could be, you know, an eight figure times three business, like, you know, like our buddy here. And what if you could be an eight figure five times profit business like our buddy here? You know, it's, it seems like that could be good. You know, I, I'll pay you for leads. If you want to send me leads, I'll pay you for leads, but I'm not giving you any of my business. I'm like, well, so if we were doing that, we would effectively be building your business. And that's the whole yeah. point is that it's a pretty significant. He just didn't have any value for what we brought, which is fine. Except why be a jerk about it, right? Yeah, and I think that is the lesson here. And it's a lesson that thankfully, I almost had to learn the hard way that you saved me from this. One of the earliest negotiations that we had when we were selling um, another company, I remember the initial offer that came across the board, uh, I found insulting. <laughs> and what I wanted to say was, how dare you? And I wanted to be indignant about it. And I think that entrepreneurs who tend to be a little bit more emotional by nature, um, who certainly tend to treat their business like their babies, I think sometimes we forget that, no, it is, in fact, just a business. And the person on the other side of the table, if you're having a negotiation, they're coming at it from their frame and they're going to try to get the best deal possible. Yeah. Uh, and if they make you an offer, in general, they didn't show up and take time out of their date merely to insult you. But yeah. I remember when that, when that first offer came across and I'm like blowing up. I mean, I, it wasn't Zoom, thank God, because they would have gotten that look from me. It was over the phone. It was the only thing that saved me. <laughs> but I learned a valuable lesson because what I heard you say was very calmly and coolly. Um, go, okay, great. Thank you. You know, thank you for that. Uh, you know, it's that, good to have a starting point. You know, I don't think that's going to work for us for the following reasons. Um, you know, would you consider? And, and it just was a, con like, what you simply did was continue the conversation. Right. And what I wanted to do was blow it all up right then and there just to prove by God that they couldn't do this to me. And thinking back on it, one, how incredibly arrogant, two, how incredibly stupid. Um, because this guy could have just like give him all of the give him that he's right on every point that he makes. He will be an eight-figure business. This deal is completely insulting. Um you know, I think it's important when you're going into these negotiations to always give the other party the benefit of the doubt yep. that they're trying to make a deal that obviously is going to benefit them. You know, that that's fair. So are you. But they're also going off of information that they have, which maybe isn't everything. Yep. And if you approach it from that frame and start the conversation, it's amazing how often you can wind up with a good deal or you wind up with no deal, the same place before but with a relationship still intact. Yes. I think it's safe to say you will never do business with this guy, right? Yeah. Nor, nor will the other couple of people. And if anybody ever comes and asks, it'll be like, 
I mean, we don't go out of our way to say bad things about people, but if somebody goes, you know, yeah, I think about doing a so-and-so, I'd be like, oh, okay, interesting. You know, if they then say, what do you think? I'd be like, I mean, only had one interaction and it, it wasn't great. It was, you know, kind of emotional and, uh, and angry and I didn't understand it. And I found, you know, it was a little insulting back, um, uh, which, which takes some thinking about whether I'd you know, ever want to do business with that person if I were you, but you know, I know I won't. Um, and neither, neither will the, the other people that were on the call. And yes, as you said, it could have been straight referral relationship, you know, guys like to me, and I appreciate you sharing your response to that because I also have had that response, you know, before having many deals, but, but, you know, that's, that's a, it's just such a, uh, like to, to, you could think that you could even come to me and go, those sons of guns, you know, yeah. I can't believe they offered that. But to go back at them angry and mad, uh, I don't think you would have ever done. You might have had that reaction like, uh, you know, this, this totally doesn't work for us guys. I could see you saying that. But that's about the extent of it, not, you know, just on and on and on. And um, the the interesting thing to me is that um, that it, it is a conversation and it is a starting point for the conversation. And, and, and that deal in particular the the business partner that brought him in, we would have, until we found somebody to acquire, we would have immediately started sending business that way. And um, and presumably he would have sent business back, which he would get paid a referral fee for. So like he had the ability to, to you know, to dip twice into two beneficial things by preserving the relationship, but chose the unconstrained ego arrogant reaction over that and that that cost both of us and um it's it just never makes sense to do that so so yeah. I, that like to me the the like if i'm looking for takeaways if you are insulted by an offer remember that all offers are precious all offers are precious all offers are potential business for you to do and then it's a conversation about the terms of the offer so we made an offer and instantly got out of hand complete rejection and and you know indignance and insulting behavior uh, whereas it could have been a conversation you know and and that's i guess that's the big thing for me is my reaction and your reaction when we get those kinds of offers now is um gosh i would love to figure something out um uh, i'm not sure that we can and we we had a conversation with some people yesterday about a similar kind of thing, people that were looking for seven figure investment in their business. And we basically proposed no investment uh, for equity or maybe some combination kind of thing. And it was a discussion. It wasn't, they, they like, like, I didn't know how it was going to go, by the way, at first. Same. Because, Same. Because, because, you know, the first thing yeah. that they said was, so let me get this straight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you want to do this and this and this instead of this and this. And you want this company and my other company instead of, you know, this and this. And, and, uh, you know, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's like, Are you going to yell at me like the last guy did? You know, is this the new trend? Um, and, uh, and he, and I said, I said, I said, yes. And he was like, okay, yeah, um, we're, we're open to talking about that. Right. It was beautiful. Even if he was insulted, even if he was like, I would never do like he got off the call and talked to his other partners that were on there and said, those guys are smoking crack. I would never do a deal like that. We're still talking. 
Yeah. And there's a good chance I think that we'll do something in that in that relationship. And even if not, we will absolutely have no ill feelings about it, right? And it won't close the door to a future possible deal. I think that's what people don't realize. I think I, I think human beings and I think entrepreneurs in particular, um, anybody with any real sense of pride, uh, we underestimate just how expensive it can be to be right. Yeah. And, and if 20 plus years of marriage has taught me anything, <laughs> it's that it's not always worth it to be quote unquote right. Yeah. Um, and anytime you feel this, like this kind of welling up of self-righteousness, just know you're probably about to do something really expensive and yeah. really stupid. You're probably about to burn a bridge. And that's why I think if you could train yourself, because uh, I, I was thinking, and, and you didn't say this, you were like, what I would probably say is, and you were like, you know, I don't know if we can do that. In reality, what I've heard you say a hundred percent of every time, the first words out of your mouth are, thank you. Yeah. Those yeah. are always the first words that you say when somebody presents an offer. And I think it's because you appreciate, like you said, it's precious. Yes. And, and it's, it's wonderful for somebody else to go first. They're yeah. taking a risk in doing that. And you should yeah. honor that by saying, thank you. Right now, it's really hard to go from thank you to you son of a, you know, I mean, I guess you <laughs> thank you for proving that, I, that you're a you know, worthless piece of crap. You, son of, you know, I guess you could. <laughs> um, but it's, it's hard to give a sincere thank you to somebody and then go down this um, unhelpful path to self-righteousness. Um, and indignance. And so I think if you'll just, it, before you go into any negotiation, if, the, if an offer is going to be presented, just decide ahead of time that the first words out of your mouth are going to be thank you. Even if the next words are thank you so much for presenting that. I don't know that's going to work for us for the following reasons. I want to have a discussion about it. Really appreciate it. I, I still want to work together. Yeah. It's going to go fine. So don't do what this other dude did. So I, I think that is 100%. So now let's talk about, well, what if the shoe's on the other foot? What if we are having a conversation about a deal and a completely crazy, I, I mean, I, I guess you could be insulted by it. We're, we're just beyond, I think, being insulted at this point, unless you're, yeah. unless you're calling us names. But um, it, it assumes but, an intent that I don't think other people have. Yeah, Sometimes they just they got different information. Yeah. Sometimes there's different levels of sophistication. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, so as recently as this past week, we had that situation, and I'll let you tell that story because I talked about the other one, and then we can kind of talk about how we chose to approach it and move forward. Yeah, so I mean, a, a similar, very lucrative, um, what we all hope to be a long-term business relationship contract uh, coming to an end, which is appropriate. It was kind of baked in, and it's time to figure out what the next iteration of this deal is going to look like. And what, what's the equity arrangement going to be? And kind of the first thing that was, that was floated was essentially we would like for you to continue to do all the work, but own nothing, uh -huh. which I respect the starting point. Um, and, and, and again, it's the kind of thing that we joke about. Like, you're really good about this. When it's like, well, how do those deals normally work? And it's like, well, normally we get 100% and pay nothing for it. Ha ha. And it kind of breaks the ice and we go from there. What was presented to us was not too dissimilar from that. Uh -uh. And it would be very easy for us to get indignant and self-righteous given all of the work that we put into this uh, business, given the, the, the growth that we have personally uh, driven to it, like the sacrifices that have been made. You know, and also us. kind of come in and saved it a couple of times from, you know, even after having that deal. deal yeah, 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 exactly. Cle you know, 
just ripped it from the jaws of defeat. And so it would have been, if anybody could have been self-righteous and indignant, I think we could have been in that, you know, in, in that moment. But again, you know, what I heard you say was, um, and, and I just, now I just laugh. Um, I just, it, it's so much easier, but don't, but I don't want to laugh in a mocking way. I laugh inside. I just have a smile on my face and you go, thank you. Yeah. That, you know, great. Love. I, I love this part of it. Um, <laughs> this small little sliver. Don't really like the rest of this, but I think it was good because these, both of these things happen in the same week. Yeah. They happen in the same week where on, on one hand, somebody felt like they were presented with an offer that was insulting and they acted as such. And that deal is dead. Um, we presented all three of these actually. That deal and that relationship, right? That, yeah, that the relationship is done. Yeah. We presented a similar offer to somebody else. They responded completely differently. We'll see what happens with that deal. But um, I think there's a good shot at some deal getting done. And yep. if it's not, the relationship is preserved. Yes. That may, may and then when it happened to us and the shoe was put, you know, on the other foot, cliche though it'd be, you know, we got to, to respond in the way that we would wish that other, other people would respond. And so I just think the lesson here is whatever side of the table that you are, um, that, that you are on, remember that these business negotiations, even if you're talking about your own company, um, you've got to remove the emotional side of it. And if you can't, you've got to get somebody on your deal team that can have those conversations. So uh, let's, yeah. let's look at a little bit of a framework of, of dealing with it based on kind of breaking down our response in having it presented to us. So I think like the, the very first thing is thank you. Because every offer is precious. And if you're proposing that we do something together, um, that to me initially is something to be grateful for. So, uh, so that's the very first thing. Then it's identify the parts of the deal that do work for you and repeat to the person who made the offer, hey, what I like about this, I'd love to figure out a way to work together, number one, end objective. And then number two, what I like about what you proposed is one, two, three, things I like. Um, there are some things that I think create a challenge for us that, that we'd like to talk about, not rejecting those things, saying I'd like to talk about them. I think that's- They create a challenge for us. Yeah. What's so smart about that, because again, I'm, uh, it's cool that you're unpacking this in real time, because I've heard you say that a number of times, and what's smart about that is you're not putting you know, anything on what they said. Yeah. It's this creates a challenge for us. That that's not necessarily your problem, and we know you didn't mean to do it. You don't have all the data, you know. But here, here are some ways in which it, which is not objectively bad or flawed. It simply creates a challenge for us. Love it. Keep going. Yeah, and then the next thing is identify a common enemy. Now, this is uh, that that's uh, taken from is it Blair? What's his name? Blair Warren. Blair Warren's um, one sentence persuasion thing. Uh, and so when I say identify an enemy, uh, I don't necessarily mean that they're an enemy, but like, if you can take the pressure off of having a conversation with somebody and saying like, Brian and I are negotiating and I say, yeah, but you said, and you want, and I know that you're saying, you know, that is not going to be as good as if I can find somebody that Ryan is collaborating with, answering to, uh, or, or just somebody or something else that I can blame for the things that we don't like so that we can align on the same side to work together against that thing that is creating those challenges, then that's going to be a better outcome because we're aligned instead of opposed, right? 
And so the in this one, it was, okay, we understand that the board or the owner of that company or that other person or that other entity or that thing that has been a problem in the past. Like even if it's Ryan has a problem with PTSD because Ryan got screwed on seven deals recently, right? I don't want to blame Ryan. I want to blame the PTSD. I want to blame those seven deals. So so that we're working now to create something for Ryan that will basically uh, mitigate against that experience, that prior experience then becomes the quote unquote enemy. So just who's the, you know, the person that we can, that we can position the two of us against, I guess that's really it in, in not, not even against, but just to that it's, we're aligned. That's the main thing. Okay. So, so we pick, we identified that. So now we've got that part done. Then it's what are the concerns that cause you to feel that these things are important? We need to know that because if we don't know that, we can't create a solution or a workaround those things because we're going to assume that we know what is causing them to be that, but we might be wrong. And we don't want to be like, we don't want to do that because we don't want to give things we don't want to have to, that we don't have to give. And we don't want to try to solve a problem that isn't a problem. So it's really important that we say, okay, so we see, and in this deal, it was this. It's like, we see that you want, uh, effectively, you're concerned about that when this contract is over, if we don't go forward, that's going to be a challenge uh, because we're providing some things that are very valuable to you. Is that, is that, is that kind of what it is? Yes, that's what it is. Okay. And, and why is this a concern? Well, it's been a concern in some other deals, uh, potentially in the past where that's, that's created some challenges. Okay, great. What is the challenge? Challenge is this, this, and this. Okay. Now, when we know that, we can say, okay, well, one way that I've seen around that draw on past experience, if you have it, if not, you know, then brainstorm solutions, preferably together, right? So I, uh, Ryan and I are having this conversation. It was actually earlier today. And I said, one solution that I've seen in the past that works for this kind of thing is this. And it's got really two or three components. And if we were to do that, it seems like it would result in solving the issues that you're saying that the other guy, you know, the other board, the other experience, the other people uh, are concerned about here that's stopping us from putting this deal together. And now we're aligned. We have a potential solution. The solution addresses only the concerns that were specifically raised. And then we reach alignment on that, right? And so we did that and we got preliminary agreement to that. And then it was like, and, and then what I knew is from my experience, because I've done this before, uh, was the other person was like, now how the crap am I going to explain this to these people that I have to explain this to in a way that makes sense because I want to do this. And I said, how about if I write it up for you? And so I did and then sent it off, right? And, and it did it. It was easy to do because I've done it so many times. But even if I hadn't, uh, I would try to take that burden off. So then it's how do you lower the burden of the person to getting to the solution that you want? Uh, if you can do that, it's going to happen faster, right? And it's also going to stop other people from inputting because if that person had gone to their attorney or their other board or their manager, then we'd have more people weighing in on how we need to frame this and what other solutions there would be. If we can give a, a basically done for you solution, ready to go in a box, in this case, it was just a, a couple of clauses for the agreement, then there's something for them to take back. And there's no 
creative um creative value that's assigned to potentially be lost by an attorney, an accountant, a financial advisor, you know, uh, a team member, et cetera. There's no stake that they have because they've just been given something. Does this seem like it works? Yeah, it works. Whereas if they had gone and said, can we create a solution for this? And they'd be like, yeah, it's this, this, and this, and this. Now I've got to argue and negotiate against that solution as opposed to the edits to the solution that I provided. So, and then the last part of that would be then explaining to them why the thing that you created. So I think I had five or seven points after I gave the language. I said, this resolves this concern this way and this concern this way and that concern that way, et cetera. And you're, you're truly working to help get them what they want. You know, that's why I like to call it collaborating instead of negotiating. But that's, I'd say that's kind of a framework. What what do you think? Yeah. I mean, uh, uh you know this better than I. I got nothing to add to, to the to the framework other than I've I've witnessed it work on dozens of uh, occasions in in real time, and and it was cool to hear you break it down like that because I don't think you've ever done that, and this is the fun stuff that we do over lunch. The um, I think the important thing, what what I believe I can speak to a little bit more though, is the emotional posture when you're in the negotiating process, and that is first and foremost like gratefulness, um, humility, and curiosity. Uh, I think that that is what's going to invoke that that collaborative spirit. And if you think about it, those if, if you're listening to this and you have any experience in sales whatsoever, what was actually just outlined for you there is also a really good sales motion. It's a good consultative sales process. What do we attempt? What do we need to do? We need to drill down and truly understand the root issue, right? Oftentimes, salespeople get stuck because they're arguing why some particular feature or benefit is so incredibly important. The other person isn't seeing it. They've got another issue or challenge because you never actually tapped into what their real problem was. The you, you shortcut discovery. And so, so, mon, so much of, of being willing to explain to the other person, hey, here's why this is a challenge for us and giving them the gift of your insight so that they can collaborate on solving that for you because yep. maybe they're creative as well. But also, if, if they're not as aware, self-aware as you are, um, you know, collaborating on the discovery process to just say, like, I just want to understand. I want to, make, I want to see what we're solving for. Uh, I think that's so important. And I think it fundamentally changes the posture. You can almost imagine mentally you're getting up from your seat at the table, walking around and plopping yourself right down next to them as opposed yep. to staying on the other side. Yeah, which any, we do. Anytime <laughs> you can achieve that. Yeah, which, yeah, if you're in person, you can do that all the better. Um, but it's hard to do that over Zoom when you're facing each other. But adopting the posture of, uh, you know, I want us to work this out. I think that's what makes deals uh, work. And even if they don't work, it's what makes relationships continue to go on. Yeah, I agree. That's cool. Uh, well, hopefully that's helpful to you guys. I think it's kind of fun that we had all of that happen in the span of about a week and uh, got to share it with you. So uh, if you enjoyed this and you think it could be helpful to anybody else, please share it with a friend. And um, we will look forward to seeing you next time on Business Lunch. Also, if you are interested in learning more about this kind of stuff, uh, we would love to have you come to an event that we have coming up pretty soon that Ryan's going to tell you about in our shameless plug segment of the show. Shameless plug at the very end when most people have already tuned off. Um, Get Scalable Live uh, is, is our annual event. It's at GetScalableLive.com. I am uh, excited to report the tickets are almost sold out. Uh, nice. We actually had less space in the room than we thought. And we have more uh, clients coming than we realized. And so 
Uh, good news, bad news. Tickets are almost sold out. Uh, may very well be sold out by the time you hear this. But uh, if you want to come see Roland and I talk about this and other things, it's way more of a workshop. It's not a massive multi-speaker event kind of thing. It's it's us talking about this kind of advanced, high-level, business scale uh, type, <laughs> type topics. And so if you want more of this and you want to hang out with other people like you who want more of this, go to GetScalableLive.com and get your ticket. We'll see you in Austin, Texas. It's going to be fun. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, Roland Frazier here. If you're looking for a way to grow your business exponentially, to get more customers and ultimately increase your wealth, there's no faster way to do it than to acquire other businesses that already have the customers, products, services, teams, and media that you want. If you want to double your sales, just acquire a company that has the same sales as yours. It sounds simple, but far too many people end up starting new businesses that fail and forget that they could skip all the hard stuff and just acquire one that already exists. There's a reason why private equity firms, family offices, big companies like Apple, Google, and some of the smartest entrepreneurs on the planet do not start new businesses from scratch. They acquire already successful businesses. And when they do it, they instantly increase their sales, their profits. If they want market share, they increase that. They can get new products and services to offer all instantly. Hey, look, 90% of new businesses fail. 90%. Why not acquire an already successful business and increase your chances of success by 900%? What most people don't realize is you can acquire highly profitable businesses with no money out of your own pocket in pretty much any country in the world, regardless of your credit and without having to go find a bunch of investors or needing any experience. Look, I've been acquiring businesses for over 30 years now, and I cover the whole process in my epic investing strategy training, and I want to give it to you. 100% free. Just visit businesslaunchpodcast.com forward slash epic to get your free access to my epic investing training right now while it's available. Hey, Roland Frazier here. If you're looking for a way to grow your business exponentially, to get more customers and ultimately increase your wealth, there's no faster way to do it than to acquire other businesses that already have the customers, products, services, teams, and media that you want. If you want to double your sales, just acquire a company that has the same sales as yours. It sounds simple, but far too many people end up starting new businesses that fail and forget that they could skip all the hard stuff and just acquire one that already exists. There's a reason why Private equity firms, family offices, big companies like Apple, Google, and some of the smartest entrepreneurs on the planet do not start new businesses from scratch. They acquire already successful businesses. And when they do it, they instantly increase their sales, their profits. If they want market share, they increase that. They can get new products and services to offer all instantly. Hey, look, 90% of new businesses fail. 90%. Why not acquire an already successful business and increase your chances of success by 900%? What most people don't realize is you can acquire highly profitable businesses with no money out of your own pocket in pretty much any country in the world, regardless of your credit and without having to go find a bunch of investors or needing any experience. Look, I've been acquiring businesses for over 30 years now, and I cover the whole process in my epic investing strategy training, and I want to give it to you 100% free. Just visit businesslaunchpodcast.com forward slash epic to get your free access to my epic investing training right now while it's available.